Good morning. It is time to get up with football's free agent frenzy. Fast and furious. One down, 12 to come, perhaps as soon as today, which is D-Day in Baltimore. Decision time for Lamar. Will he be tagged? Will there be a trade? By this afternoon, it all starts coming into focus. Plus, McShay's latest McBoard is out, and the top has been reshuffled. Wait till you see where the quarterbacks are going now. You will as you get up with us starting right now, ready to roll on a Tuesday. Not the most enthusiastic of cheering, but we'll get better. Graziano is ready to go today, breaking stories left and right on Tag Day. Big day in the NFL. And we have, oh, look at this, reunited, and it feels so good. It's Culture Tuesday with Dominique Foxworth and Ryan Clark. Ready to go today. Jalen Rose will be along as well. Let's get this party started with the game of the night last night. Oh, what a moment we had in Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell's Cavs hosting the Celtics. No Jason Tatum. Fourth quarter, 30 seconds left. Cavs down one. Mitchell, not for long. Gets it to go. He had 40. Celtics had led by as many as 11, but now Cleveland in front. 20 seconds to play. Celtics need a response. Derek White. How does that go in? The friendly roll. Three of his 12. Celtics up two. Ten seconds to go. Mitchell driving. Wait a minute. There's a whistle. They call a foul. The call is challenged. And take another look. Is it a good call? Yes, it is. Grant Williams gets him in the head. Mitchell makes both foul shots. We're all tied up. Final Celtics. Uh, seconds, excuse me. Celtics for the win. Peyton Richard taking it all the way to the hole for the win. No good, but wait a minute. Grant Williams on the tip-in. Take another look at this. They call a foul there. He's going to go to the free throw line and watch as they're going to try and talk. It's a good call, right? He gets hit in the arm. 0.8 seconds left. Two foul shots in a tie game. So Donovan Mitchell's talking trash. He says, I'm going to make them both. I'm going to make them both. That was the first one. Now the pressure continues to mount. Jalen Brown gives him a little pup talk, pep talk. Oh, my God, he missed them both. He misses both foul shots with less than one second remaining. And to overtime we go. And I'll give you one guess what happens from there. Donovan Mitchell. We have elevation. Throwing it down in the face. Cavs. Start to turn it on over a minute later. Same score. Lamar Stevens going to spot up in a corner for three. Again, Mitchell's 40 led the way, and the Cavaliers win it in overtime. 118-114. Tough way to go down for the Celtics. Three-game losing streak now for Boston. That ties their season-worst stretch. They've blown leads of at least 14 points in each of those three games. Prior to March, the Celtics led the East for two straight months. They are now two full games behind the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll keep an eye on that more NBA as we continue. But to football we go, where, if you're paying attention yesterday, you saw it. The first quarterback domino has fallen. Derek Carr is a New Orleans Saint. Four-year deal could be worth up to $150 million, includes up to $100 million in guarantees. This was after Carr was pursued by the Saints, the Panthers, and the Jets. As soon as that news broke, Damian Woody, who was on my radio show at the time, (laughs) tweeted, okay, Jets fans, how are we feeling? And all of the Jet fans responded, including my wife. Stays tweeted back, I would describe my household as on edge. 
And I would say that would be an accurate description of life in the Greeny household right now. And I think I say that confidently on behalf of every Jet fan everywhere. There's nothing that happens in my life, literally. I, I, what we want for dinner will come down to, well, how do you think it will impact the chances that the Jets wind up getting Aaron Rodgers? So, Dominique is ready to go. Ryan Clark already tired of the conversation. But, Graziano, I start with you. What is the latest? You know that it was this day a year ago. It was the Tuesday before free agency week that Rogers, Aaron Rodgers announced he was returning to Green Bay and redid that contract. So we're in the, we're in the zone right now where it can happen. So whatever's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, uh, it, it could be imminent. So here's the thing. He has to talk to the Green Bay Packers. I believe there have been conversations between Rodgers and the Packers about what they each want to do. Say that again. You believe I believe there the have been conversations conver- between Rodgers and the Packers about what each side wants to do. That's where that, that leads significant yes. to me. Well, there, that had to happen before anything else could. Where that leads remains to be seen. There's a report out there this morning that he talked to the Jets yesterday. He could only do that if the Packers gave him permission. That would indicate that they've at least considered the possibility of him moving on somewhere else. So we'll see where that goes. The the Jets, Derek Carr signs with the Saints. He was a fallback option for the Jets if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. They've been locked in on trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, if he is moving on from Green Bay, they feel like the most obvious landing spot. Have I gotten you fired up enough? I I couldn't be more fired up than I already am. Let's not worry about my level of fired up. Let me ask you this, though. I'm just trying to put things – look, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm just trying to add two and two together. We knew the first step after he came out of the darkness was that Rodgers was going to have to talk to the Packers. Mm -hmm. And he was going to tell them, do I want to continue playing or not? And then they would then get into if he wants to continue right. playing, Do whether it would be here there or not. Do we want you here? Yes, exactly. If those conversations have begun, then it's, there seems to me there's no logical reason why if the conversation had been, hey, guys, I want to come back and play in Green Bay again, and they said, yes, that's what we want too, there'd be nothing stopping them from just announcing that immediately, right? There'd Correct. be no reason for this to continue being strung out. So every minute that it continues, right. it feels likelier to me that that isn't what's happening here. Right, and again, we've arrived at the point last year where the decision was finalized. Right. So this is the timing. This is when it should be happening ahead of free agency. So, yes, we could... I mean, look, I don't know if he's supposed to be on McAfee today. It is Tuesday, uh, so that is possible. But, uh, yeah, it, there's, I think there's two ways it could go. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's either back with Green Bay or he's somewhere else. And if it's somewhere else, the Jets are the most likely landing spot based on everybody I've All right, someone call McAfee. In the meantime, RC and Dominique Foxworth, let's go. RC, I know this is a topic that you have, be, you have grown weary of, but let's face it. It's an incredibly important topic. One of the greatest players of all time is... At this point, I don't know I'm going to use the word likely, may very well be about to change teams late in his career. The last time we saw that happen, Tom Brady went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. So what is your perspective on where we sit right this minute, R.C.? Well, I mean, I think it seems like the Jets aren't on edge or Jets fans shouldn't be on edge. I believe they made a decision that it wasn't about getting another quarterback that's better than quarterbacks on their rosters. It was about getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe that the Jets are looking to settle. And when you think about the way that Aaron Rodgers has moved through this offseason, it's starting to seem more likely that he won't be back with the Green Bay Packers. And so now, obviously, the Jets come into play. If the story is true that he 
he's already spoken to him, it seems as if they would be their, his number one team. And I think the Jets would be every quarterback's number one team if you could pick where to go. Offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. You have a run game with Brees Hall coming back, and you have a defense that is tops of the league. And so that's where you want to play. And hell, who doesn't want to play in New York? Now it's going to be about what does Aaron Rodgers truly want to do? Is this a situation to where he finds out or he realizes he doesn't want to be in Green Bay and then he meets with teams and realizes he doesn't want to be there either and takes the scary route in which he says and retires. I know that he doesn't want to be or the Jets didn't want to be like Whitney from a different world. They didn't want to be sitting up there about to get married and waiting on Dwayne Wayne to come there and say, baby, please marry me. So they made a decision. It is not going to be Derek Carr. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers or nobody. What do you say, Nick? Uh, well, I think that the Packers could be tired of Aaron Rodgers, but once they move on from him, they might be in the pits with Mr. Gaines, and that's not a good place to be going forward this season. <laughs> but I do think that Aaron Rodgers has already made his decision, and it seems like the negotiations might be a little tough now because it feels like the Packers also have made their decision. So I don't know how you extract the top value what a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is worth, when it's clear to us that you give them a chance to talk to the Jets, that you're done with them. And you give the Jets the, the inclination that they can get them, that they're moving on from them. And I also think that you remember the last time Aaron Rodgers felt slighted when they went and drafted a quarterback over him. They tried to replace him. He went and got back-to-back -back MVPs. He played last year with a hurt hand. And that might have uh, limited his ability. But can you imagine Aaron Rodgers feeling slighted again in a new location? I imagine that... Greeny, get excited. If he goes there, you better order your jerseys. Do no, you better duh, have a duh, new baby no. so you can name him. You can do all that stuff, Greeny. No. It's time to go. Why are you saying no, uh, no RC? I, why not? No, Dom, Dom, Dom. Change the name. He's, he's already. <laughs> He's already exciting you, Greeny. I don't want to incite you this morning. You're already going to have to go on a darkness <laughs> retreat if Aaron Rodgers signs with the New York Jets. And so not only darkness retreat, now you got to go make another baby, Greeny. I don't know if you're up for that much you gotta work. got to do it. Darkness, darkness <laughs> retreat and staying up late at night to take care of a new baby. That's a lot just to get Aaron Rodgers. I don't uh, remember making that part I of think, the arrangement. I'm not, I'm not sure which part of the arrangement. I mean, you got to name somebody. <laughs> You gotta I, I, name I can, somebody. I would I look, say I, though that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not a long-term solution. Obviously, I think if right. you think back to when Tupac appeared on a different world, it was a great episode. It was just one episode though. So you're <laughs> right. gonna have one year one episode, of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> being fun and outstanding, and then you got an off-season of misery, which is what Packers fans have gotten used to. I have to ask one more question about all of this. I hope it's not about a different world. I'm trying as hard as I can. It's a different world than where we come from. I remember that. But, but that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this discussion. Uh, oh, it, it, we haven't said the word Las Vegas Raiders in this right. conversation, but I feel like, look, we've turned this into a very Jet-centric conversation, and I get yeah. it. I, I'm the one sitting in the middle of it, so I understand why. But the reality is, for as long as this conversation has been going on, I feel like they've been at least part of the discussion. Is that no longer the case? No, I don't think you can fully rule out the Raiders. It seemed like coming out of the combine last week, the sense around the league was that they were, look, were looking at other possible options. But I don't think you can fully rule out the idea of the owner of the Raiders saying, hey, we got to go get in on this at some point uh, before it's done with the Jets. I, again, I, the Jets make a lot of sense to a lot of people, uh, and, and it, 
it seems like the most likely place for him to end up, assuming he doesn't end up back in Green Bay as usual. All right, so, so then the one question, and I'm going to pause on this thought, and we'll come back and we'll do it a little bit later, but, I mean, R.C., you, you, you played against Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl once upon a time, at a time when he was as good as any quarterback has ever been. There are people who believe that that time has passed. He's going to be 40 years old. He, By his standards, his numbers last year were not very good. There are two different ways of looking at that. Is Aaron Rodgers no longer the quarterback he once was? to the point that Nick is saying, or can is there a, I don't, I'm not saying that Nick is saying that, Nick is saying the opposite, that maybe he's going to hear all of that and come back with a chip on his shoulder and go on a scorched earth tour somewhere else, because what happened last year really was he had two rookie wide receivers and a broken thumb, and he's ready to step in and be Aaron Rodgers again. We will find out the answers to those questions as we continue, but he's not the only superstar quarterback in the middle of it today. As a divorce between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens looms, is there any hope for a last-minute deal that keeps him in Baltimore? If not, what is the likeliest destination for Lamar? We're talking about it. And then don't miss McShay in this hour. Brand-new mock draft. Huge changes at the top. Bryce Young's measurements had an impact, and that wasn't the only thing. You'll see it as this hour continues. It's Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get Up is brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. Tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Hey, Dan Graziano. Yeah. Covered baseball for a long time. Sure did. Check out this. Uh, World Baseball Classic warm-up. That's Shohei Otani. Uh-huh. He hit two home runs. That one from his knee. Yeah, whatever it takes, man. I mean, you're playing for your country. Look, get down on one knee and hit that home run. It's the first time that he has played for his country in oh. uh, since 2016. Okay. Uh, but he was doing it in this year. And, and again, the World Baseball Classic, right? Because COVID and whatnot. He's unreal, right? I mean, oh, yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Talk about contracts. What's that guy going to get? Down on one knee, knocking home runs out of the ballpark. Speaking of contracts, franchise tag deadline. You see the ticking clock, and it is ticking nowhere more loudly than it is in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. They've got that much time left to come to a deal, or they're going to have to apply one of the franchise tags on him. I understand 
that sometimes this language gets a little complicated and fans are listening. Oh, what, what does that mean, non-exclusive versus exclusive? It's not your job to understand that stuff. We will explain it to you. The difference could be the difference between Lamar Jackson being a Raven or being on another team. And what might that other team be getting? They might be getting this. He's got the fourth best record as a starting quarterback of any quarterback who has started in the Super Bowl era. Look at the names in front of him. Mahomes is the best player in the sport. Brady is the best player ever. Roger Staubach won the Heisman and was a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's the kind of company that he keeps. So again, they can go one of two tags, and this is what you need to be watching for as the day goes on today. Barring something totally unexpected. Right. They're not going to reach a deal before 4 o'clock this afternoon. Doesn't look like it. So he's going to have one of the franchise tags on him. The difference is, if they give him the exclusive franchise tag, it costs the Ravens more money, but it makes it a whole lot less likely that another team comes in and, quote-unquote, steals him away. Right. If it's the non-exclusive tag, it would, in theory, cost the Ravens less, but it becomes the wild, wild west of teams coming in to try and steal him away. Yes? Yeah, it would, in actuality, cost them less, probably about $10, $12 million. But what would then happen if you get the non-exclusive franchise tag, which, by the way, Almost every franchise tag is that. Right. It's very rare that anyone uses the exclusive tag the Cowboys did on Dak Prescott a couple years ago. Um, in the non-exclusive tag, another team can, can negotiate a contract with Lamar Jackson and make him an offer. And if that happens, the Ravens would have seven days to decide whether to match that offer or not. If they matched it, he stays a Raven. If they don't, the Ravens get two first-round picks from the team that made the offer sheet. So that's... The risk they'd be taking with the non-exclusive, t- well, two risks. One is another team could come take him away from you. The other is he gets really ticked off and doesn't want to play for you anymore. And that's the, the mysterious part that we don't know how he will react once that happens, if that's what they do. So, Nick, we've been working our way towards this time. And, again, I always associate you with the Ravens yeah. as much as anybody. Um, we've been working towards this day. It is finally here. How do you expect it to go? And if they do that non-exclusive tag, do you think it means the end of Lamar Jackson's time in Baltimore? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you yep. put the non-exclusive tag on him, that you are asking for him to leave because there are other teams who could structure a contract so that it's very difficult for you to sign him. And also, if he does come back, you've angered him. So the point of using a franchise tag on a franchise quarterback is only to create negotiating leverage. You do not want to yes. actually enter a season with a quarterback on a franchise tag because it's never worked out for the team. You always end up paying what they want or paying more than you anticipated. So you sign him to the contract now, and I get the principle that the Ravens are standing on, but that principle ain't going to keep you warm at night. That principle ain't going to put a ring on your <laughs> finger. You got a franchise quarterback. You better figure out a way to make him happy because that's the only way you are have a chance. The only way you have a chance of getting a ring in the near future. To be clear, the principle he's talking about is fully guaranteed contracts and other stuff that most fans don't really right. care about. What fans care heavily about Ryan Clark is does Lamar Jackson wind up somewhere else and does he wind up coming back? Do the, do the Ravens wind up really, really regretting the way they've handled this thing from day one? You know what? I believe that they do, but they can fix that right now. And Dominique said that the franchise tag is to create negotiating leverage. 
What you want Lamar Jackson to feel is that the franchise tag is creating time for both of you to negotiate. You don't want him to feel strong-armed right now. This is not the way that we're used to seeing franchise quarterbacks who have won MVPs in their first four seasons be treated. And it keeps making me think about Angela Bassett in Waiting to Exhale when I keep thinking <laughs> about this non-exclusive tags. I mean, Bernadine was John's lover and secretary. And then <laughs> And he went on ahead and got with the girl from the job. And he, she burned down everything in the closet. That's the same exact place that Lamar Jackson is going to be if you can give him that non-exclusive tag and let him know that you're okay with him negotiating with other teams. He is asking for a lot, or at least he's reported to be asking for a lot. But if you give him the franchise tag, maybe you are taking the chance that he doesn't sign it and he doesn't play. But football players play. Give Lamar Jackson an opportunity to truly come to the table and work on getting the best deal possible for both the team and Lamar Jackson and we've seen it time and time again when you have a guy you believe in in that position organizations bend uh -huh. just a little bit it's time for the Ravens to start bending it's it's interesting it, it wasn't just the clothes yeah. it, was the, it was the car and everything I, I'm right. sorry Graziano I just wanted <laughs> no, no, to make no, no, sure no, no, that no, they no. want to keep important they want to keep messing around yeah <laughs> he want to keep messing around. He might yeah. go to another Angela Bassett product and go to Jamaica and, and get right somewhere else. So y'all better <laughs> stop messing back. around before yeah, he go yeah, find sure. somebody else. You yeah, don't yeah. want him to get his groove back and get that no, MVP in another jersey. Stop right. tripping. So that's the thing. If you do the non-exclusive tag, right, like the emotional component notwithstanding, <laughs> very well illustrated by our friends there in the, uh, in the boxes, um, the – you're letting the league set the market for you, right? Like, you're saying basically to Lamar, okay, look, we haven't been able to do this. We don't want to give the full guaranteed deal. We want to pay you. We don't want to fully guarantee it. We don't think anyone else will either. But here's your chance to find out. And if you find out that they will, if someone offers you a fully guaranteed contract, come back to us. We'll match it. You win. But if not, maybe you think about our deal instead, which is actually pretty good. That, that would be the Ravens' position in that case. I, I, I understand. I keep thinking. I think the, uh, go ahead. Go. No, I, th I think what the, what, the, what the Ravens are doing is the Ravens are just going to try to tell Lamar, hey, go see. Go see what's out there. And then yeah, if you don't exactly. get it, now you know that we weren't wrong. I think the other piece of it is this. There's been so much he say, she say that has gone on with this contract. This guy reporting he got offered this. Yeah. This guy reporting he's asked for this. They want to say, let's let this all play out publicly. We're going to have this conversation in front of the entire world. Now the world is going to know what you were offered from another team and they're going to know that we matched it. I believe the Ravens have now gotten to a point that the quiet negotiations behind closed doors are leaking so much they just want to do it out in front of the entire world. Yeah. I guess. The only thing I say is that in what relationship have you ever heard of where someone at any point said to the other one, you know what? Go out and see if you can do better than me. And if you can't, come on back and we'll, be ha we'll live happily <laughs> ever after. Not, it happens all the time yeah. in free agent negotiations. All kinds of teams do that. I guess. It's not, it's not relationship. But not with your superstar quarterback right. who's supposed to be the face of your franchise. No. Yeah. I mean, they, they are the Baltimore yeah. not, Lamar Jacksons. 
at this point. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to find this thing out today. i got to go up against a break here, but we'll have much more on that as we go. It's a crazy, busy, important day. Another franchise tag that could very well be handed out today will be in New York. In fact, we expect one to be handed out. The question is, will it be on Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley, and what will it mean? Either way, we'll get into it. Plus, I don't even want to ask this question, but what happens if Aaron Rodgers doesn't wind up in New York? Then where does everything land? There's so much to get to on the busiest day of the year. It's Get Up on ESPN. back on get up good game last night in indiana the pacers and the sixers this was a super high scoring game third quarter sixers down two james harden gives it up for joel Embiid. harden had 20 assists in this game and we're tied at 86 a couple minutes later sixers with a two-point lead Embiid had himself a big night 11 of 16 from the floor, we go to the fourth quarter, six minutes to go. Sixers up by nine and looking to add to it. And once again, it's Harden, it's Embiid from the free throw line. Joel had 42. Sixers lead is double digits, less than a minute to play. Pacers trying to fight their way back. Buddy Heald going to get an offensive rebound. Tyrese Halliburton, he would score 40, and it's a four-point game. But in the end, 30 seconds to go. Sixers break a press. Embiid by himself. Sixers go on to win it. 147-143 as they continue to battle up near the top of the Eastern Conference. Monster scoring game there. We'll see what we get for you. Tomorrow night, we'll be in the Big Easy for game one of our doubleheader. Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans hosting Luka and the Mavs. <coughs> Pardon me, that's 7.30 Eastern, then to L.A. for Pascal Siakam and the Raptors taking on Kawhi and the Clippers. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown, 7 Eastern, tomorrow night on ESPN. Meanwhile, it is time for Overreaction Tuesday with this man, Dan Graziano. I will say something that I think people are generally saying, and you tell me if that's something is an overreaction. So I think people are saying the Giants have to get Daniel Jones signed today because they can't afford to lose Saquon Barkley, uh, which they might if they have to franchise tag Daniel Jones. Yeah. Is that an overreaction? I say it is an overreaction because to tag Saquon Barkley, that's appealing. It keeps him off the market. But the running back market is going to be flooded with quality players to the point where Saquon's likely to come back to you at some point and find out he didn't get the deal he wanted elsewhere. And even if he doesn't, you're going to be able to find a capable replacement. So if I were the Giants, I would not rush into a high-priced Daniel Jones deal just for to make sure I don't lose Saquon. Okay, I like that one. And the next one, the Seahawks, they made their deal now with Geno Smith, right? He's back. They did. He signed last deal yep. and delivered. But people are saying that Seahawks are still going to take a quarterback yeah. at number five. Is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. They've done a lot of work on these draft quarterbacks. Yeah. I know they were, they were definitely doing a lot of uh, exploring of those guys last week at the Combine, knowing that they were probably going to bring Geno Smith back. Geno Smith's deal is three years. If it's anything like Derek Carr's in terms of structure, it's effectively a two-year commitment, and that means you're still looking for the potential long-term solution at quarterback. If the Seahawks find a guy in this draft that they think can be their quarterback for the next decade plus, I don't think the Geno Smith extension stops them from drafting one. All right, and then let's go to the Green Bay side of the Aaron Rodgers of it all here. There are people who are saying it is just time for Green Bay to move on from him. Is that an overreaction? Well, it's not an overreaction. I mean, look, they haven't had the the kind of success that they want to have with him. They have all those 13-win seasons the last few years. They haven't been able to cash in with a Super Bowl title. He's 39 
years old. They have a first-round pick on the roster in Jordan Love, a guy that they moved up to take a couple of years ago that they like. It seems like it's probably time, and he even heard the general manager, Brian Gutekunst, last week say that the year they had maybe changes the landscape a little bit in terms of how they look at it. Every time they were coming off a 13-3 and season, didn't feel like they could move on from the MVP quarterback, but this year they didn't win 13 or make the playoffs, and he didn't win MVP. All right, so, I mean, it, it's a scary proposition <coughs> for them, uh, pardon me, but I, it still could be wind up uh, being the right move for them. The, the scary part of it is that he goes someplace and goes on a scorched earth tour and winds up having a monster year, and it looks like it was a mistake. So let's talk about that possibility. Ryan Clark, one of two things happened last year. Either Aaron Rodgers was playing with a broken thumb, which he got early in the season. He was playing with young receivers that he wasn't that comfortable with for a lot of the year, and he just had, in his totality, a down year by his standards. Or... What happened was we started to see, and this would be a a fairly normal thing in the history of athletics, an athlete who was nearly 40 years old who started showing significant signs of decline. Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers can recapture the greatness that we saw from him as recently as two seasons ago? Because that will impact significantly how this deal turns out, whichever way it winds up going. Well, the first thing is, I don't believe that one of the greatest throwers of the football forgot how to throw the football last year. I just don't believe that. I do believe that the injury impacted Aaron Rodgers. I also believe that working to get chemistry and some sort of rapport with young and new receivers did hinder him from being the Aaron Rodgers we'd seen the two years previously. I want to say this, though, before I continue. The Green Bay Packers can't worry about if Aaron Rodgers leaves them and becomes a good quarterback again or helps a team win a Super Bowl or helps a team win a championship they have to look at what Aaron Rodgers has done in Green Bay and how they need to move forward how they need to protect their organization how they need to build for their future can Aaron Rodgers be great again yeah absolutely believe that I believe you put the right people around him he can still thread the needle he can still push the football down the field he can still create enough with his legs to have second play opportunities Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to be the MVP to be a good enough quarterback to help a good football team get to an AFC championship, get to a Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers, when you look at his career, he's been on good teams. He's been a huge reason why those teams were good. And sometimes, or a lot of those times, he hasn't been able to get his team over the hump. And anywhere he goes next year is going to be about getting over the hump. And you have to believe that Aaron Rodgers can do that. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I think Brian Gutekunst has done a great job putting together championship-level rosters. They probably should have won a Super Bowl in the last several years at some point. It hasn't come to fruition. But if they think it's time to move on, I think it's easy to say that they can't worry about Aaron Rodgers going to win somewhere else, but it is going to hurt. And we do know that Aaron Rodgers was kind of slumping, so they went and drafted a quarterback, and they thought that they were going to start that transition. But it seemed like you can't measure the emotional reaction that you're going to get from somebody. And it seemed like, if nothing else, it motivated something in Aaron Rodgers. So I suspect that if they exile him from uh, Green Bay, which is far from Wakanda, but if he goes somewhere else, we're going to see an Eric Killmonger-level season from Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go through the league and destroy everything because it seems like he's very much motivated by emotion. And nothing's wrong with that. And I think that everything's right with that if you're the Jets or if you're wherever he lands. Go ahead, R.C. 
Dumb, dumb, dumb. No, he's not going to show up in New York talking about, hey, auntie, we not getting none of that. When you think <laughs> about, when you think about relationships, right, when you think about relationships, it's not sometimes you, you get lazy when you're comfortable in your relationship. Sometimes the relationship begins to wear on you and you can't be your best. And then that person moves on and they find somebody that motivates them and they get in the gym. They find somebody that supports them and they start to work better at their job and they get promotions but you can't worry about that you got to move on with you and that's what the green bay packers are the green bay packers are tired of being held being held hostage every offseason the green bay packers actually have a contingency plan which they drafted two years ago or three years ago when aaron Rodgers had his down year so you have been planning for this and Aside from Aaron Rodgers' play, his behavior has shown you that you were right to plan for this. And finally, you got the football year that says, yes, I was right to plan for this. So you had to plan in place. Don't go back on it because you're scared he may reappear as the great Aaron Rodgers somewhere I agree else with you. because you've been planning for this. I agree with you. But, but I do think that no matter how much you prepare for it, it's still going to hurt when you open up Instagram, you start scrolling, and he posting pictures <laughs> talking about happy with my new boo in the, in the NFC cha- excuse me, in the AFC championship game. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. That, part of that and how much it hurts will be determined by how happy you are with your own boo. Um, and, and if that's even the right that's way fair. to put that. I, Thank I you. Tried. That uh, is the right way, job, Greeny. Mike. Beautiful. Your own uh, boo. Uh, Jordan Love. I mean, that, that's that's going to be the new guy. And yeah. part of it, look, the, Brett Favre had very good years after he left Green Bay, right? I mean, that was a reality. He came back to Green Bay as a Minnesota Viking two years later. He took that team to an NFC championship game. So he had really good years, but you never thought they made the wrong move because oh, no. Aaron Rodgers turned out to be terrific. That's going to go a long way towards determining this. What do, the, do they really believe Jordan Love is the guy that he's ready to become the next in line? To, to become the next Aaron Rodgers is a really high bar. Understood. Right? As was next Brett Favre, and Rodgers, I think, in, in a lot of ways cleared it. But I, I think Jordan Love, they feel like, is a, is a prospect that they believe can be a franchise-caliber quarterback. That's why they drafted him where they drafted him. And I think they're at the point where they'd really like to find out if they were right. Remember, they got to decide by May 1st or May 3rd of this year whether to pick up his 2024 fifth-year option. I mean, that's a decision they have to make without seeing him play this year. So they're at the point where they have to know. And and my understanding is they were very happy with his development last year. A lot of it obviously happens on the practice field and not in games, but they feel like he made some strides. So it may be time to find out. Once again, we think the time is coming very soon. Um, If the conversations have already begun, we could be getting word any minute, so we will certainly pass along any details as they continue to come in. Huge day in the NFL. Big night in the NHL last night. Let's crash the net through some of the action it includes. Connor McDavid, what a season. Two more goals. He now has 54 on the year as Edmonton beat Buffalo 3-2. He has a career-high 124 points this season. The Oilers still have 17 games to go elsewhere. What a finish in Dallas last night. Calgary's Tyler Toffoli scoring on a breakaway with 6.2 seconds left right there as the Flames beat the Stars 5-4. It was his 26th goal of the year. And then to L.A. where the Kings were hosting the Capitals and it was Alexander Ovechkin scoring his 36th, the power play goal that tied it up in the third. But a few minutes later, Mikey Anderson with the game winner. Kings wind up a 4-2 victor. Tonight, 10 games. 
Highlighting the ESPN Plus NHL schedule, we're featuring the 7.30 Eastern matchup between the Sabres and Islanders. And then out west, the primetime game between the Ducks and Kraken. Both have playoff implications six weeks left in the regular season. As we continue, McShay with his latest McBoard. It's out and the top has been reshuffled. Wait until you see where the quarterbacks are going now. You will next. It's Get Up on ESPN. Uh, we are back, and today is a big day in so many ways, and one of them is because there's a new McBoard. Todd McShay's latest mock draft has the Colts trading up to number one to take Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Indy hasn't drafted a quarterback in the first round since Andrew Luck 11 years ago. Second pick, Texans taking Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, Houston's primary starter last year was Davis Mills, who was a third-rounder a couple of years ago. And now with Derek Carr off to New Orleans, he's got the Raiders trading up to number four and taking Florida's Anthony Richardson, who just put on an unbelievable show at the Combine over the uh, over the weekend. You can check out ESPN Plus for the entire first round. Here is the top ten. You see the Bears trading down twice and taking Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. Uh, with the Panther, uh, Panthers taking Will Levis, that's four quarterbacks off the board in the first nine picks. So some of the uh, interesting little machinations of all this. And here's McShay who gets up with us early here. So you still have Bryce Young, and you've been consistent in that. That's been your guy. You and Mel and Lewis Riddick each like different quarterbacks in this draft. What was the significance of his height and weight? 5'10", 204 pounds. How did his measurements at the combine, how do you think they ultimately impact whether or not he goes number one? Well, Kuiper said if he's over 195 pounds, he's going to move, move him up to number one. So we'll, we'll see if that changes. But I, 204 to me shows the importance that he's put into nutrition and getting bigger and stronger. He knows. I mean, he took a, a beating in the SEC, had the shoulder injury that bothered him for a few weeks. Other than that, though, was durable. And so you go back, though, to 2006 when we started researching this. He would be the only the player that had the least weight at 204 pounds of any first-round quarterback taken. So I love his poise. I think he plays the game so under control. It's so slow to him. He understands. To me, he's a smaller Patrick Mahomes. But if you're sitting there at number one or you're trying to trade up to get him, the only concern you have is, is he going to be on the field? You know, can we keep him on the field or is it going to be a Tua Tungavailoa type situation? Yeah, that, that's the question mark on him. The question mark on Anthony Richardson, of course, is his lack of experience. But my goodness, the measurables are off the charts. And, and we knew he'd be good at the combine. It was even better than we thought. Good enough that you moved him up to number four overall and the third quarterback off the board. What things were you hearing from NFL teams after that performance this weekend? Well, he's 6'4", six, six 244 pounds. He runs, a, what, a 4'4", four, four, uh, That is rare. And, and you see the arm strength that he has when you watch. And, and just the production he had at times. He had two 400-yard passing games, two 100-yard rushing games. There were flashes. And here's what I keep getting when I'm talking to scouts and general managers is – I'm scared to death that we're drafting a quarterback that 
is going to be two, three years down the road and may never get it. He, may, he just may never be the guy. But I'm also scared to death if I pass on him, then I'm going to have to play him once or twice a year because he has a chance to be absolutely special. That's how talented he is. Now, the reality is with basically all of the quarterbacks who are going to go high in this draft, there's a lot of risk-reward, so it's going to be fascinating to see where yes. they all wind up. Speaking of which, I need to ask you about Jalen Carter also in all of this. He was is the Georgia defensive tackle who many people believe is the best player in this draft, but we saw the issues he had last week, the legal issues, and you dropped him in your mock draft fairly significantly. What, what do you expect? How do you expect that to work out for him ultimately? You could argue Jalen Carter is the best football player in this draft, if, if, even, even including the quarterbacks. He's that impactful of a player. The problem is there were some character concerns before. I mentioned them, and Dog Nation got all over me, and, and now you have this incident. And so teams – I talked to a, a, probably six, seven different teams. No one wants to talk about it right now because there's so much – that has to come out between now and April, but but it's it's going to impact him a little bit. I moved him down to number twelve, and it, I could see him still going in the top five. I could see him falling a little bit further if if things don't don't go well legally. But he he now is so intriguing because again he might be the most talented football player in the in the entire twenty twenty three NFL draft class. All right, once again, you can see Todd McShay's entire mock draft 3.0. It's on ESPN Plus right now. McShay, awesome as always. I'll be watching the first draft podcast a little bit later as you guys are getting through this and we're working our way towards the end of April. Meanwhile, tick, 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 tick. We are working our way today towards the NFL's franchise tag deadline. It's 4 o'clock Eastern this afternoon, so just over seven hours from now. And among the many teams that have huge decisions to make are the New York Giants. Uh, the future for both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley could largely be determined by how this thing goes. The Giants have to decide whether they're going to franchise tag Jones or Barkley. The tag on Jones would be $32 million. Barkley would take just $10 million. We've heard far bigger numbers being thrown around here on Daniel Jones, who is a quarterback who had a very good year this past year. Is the expectation from the people you hear from, Dan, mm -hmm. that Daniel Jones is going to wind up getting a deal north of $40 million a year and avoid the franchise tag? Well, where it comes out in terms of money obviously remains to be seen. I think more than 40 is certainly what he's looking for. Uh, and it's possible the Giants go there. They've had a lot of conversations over the past week. They talked a lot at the Combine, the Giants and Daniel Jones' representatives. They talked again yesterday and last night. I believe they'll talk again this morning. They would like to get this deal done by 4 o'clock Eastern today so they can sign Dan Daniel Jones and franchise Saquon Barkley, as we discussed earlier. So if it takes 40-plus million a year and it's not a ton more than that, then I could see the Giants going there in order to get this done and put to bed uh, in a timely manner. I, I can see a lot of different directions this thing could go, RC, and you could argue that they make sense however it is you want to do it. And by that, I mean the pros and cons of locking up a guy like Daniel Jones and just to sort of be very brief with them for the fans. who The $40 million you give him right now might not sound like that much money two or three years from now. But then again, he might have just had one good year and it wasn't. it's not like it was a Mahomesian kind of year. No. So who knows? What? How do you see it, RC? I mean, a lot of this is going to come down to just how good a player we think Daniel Jones is about <laughs> to become. What is the answer to that? 
It's, it's so funny you mentioned Mahomes. Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdowns. Thank you. I think we, we can't I, – I, I don't feel like we could just gloss over that. And we're talking about giving him 40-plus million dollars a year. That's a lot of money for Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones was vastly improved. Daniel Jones had a great wild card game in Minnesota, but we still have to look at the way the quarterback position is valued. And if we're haggling with money for Lamar Jackson, why would you, if you're the New York Giants, go exceedingly above what Daniel Jones has shown that he's worth? I believe you have to do your best to work out a deal that doesn't tie you to Daniel Jones for five to six years that doesn't make cost you a ton of money and look at something similar to what Geno Smith got in Seattle. That's not the numbers I'm hearing. I mean, I agree I with that, but the point is <laughs> what the numbers are are what the numbers are, right? If, some, if that's what they're going to give them, that's what they're going to give them. They could franchise him for 32.4. And then I they're going to lose Saquon. Coming off yeah. of one good year, like one good healthy year, and you're talking about a long-term deal for a lot more than the franchise. This is what the franchise tag is for. I understand. Show us again. But they yeah. seem to want to use it on the running back. Neek, jump in here. Yeah, I don't think that's what the franchise tag is for. Like, I, I sure think it is. It, the tough thing about franchising your, your first round or your franchising who you want to be your franchise quarterback is the same with the Lamar Jackson situation. Obviously, Daniel Jones is nowhere near as good as Lamar Jackson. But what you hope is that he does have a Mahomesian-like season. And then you're on the hook for a whole bunch more. Like, if you believe in him, then you sign him right now because he's going to be cheaper now than he will be in the future. If you don't believe in him, that's when you start using the franchise tag. In my view, the only point of using the franchise tag is to buy time to move on from him. Like, it doesn't make sense to me to franchise tag him and then hope he does better. That, that might be the right answer. I, I'm, I'm up against the end of an hour. We'll come back to this. I can see RC has more. It's fascinating. All these decisions are coming down on this day, and we'll be all over it as we roll on. Football's free agent frenzy, fast and furious. It is here. So one quarterback is down. 12 maybe to come, and that could happen as soon as today. We have the very latest on Aaron. Next, you're watching Get Up on ESPN.